0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back on the Macro Compass. Yes, but when recession? The point of this article is to refresh our forward-looking leading indicators and our macro framework to answer this very pressing question. Because as my mentor used to say, any market practitioner can make headlines by screaming something wildly out of consensus, but conveniently leaving out the details of his forecast. So how many times have you heard uh, the dollar will fall apart, the real estate bubble will burst over the last 10 to 20 years? But every time it was without a clear time horizon for this call to play out. Ah, If only I got a dollar every time I heard something like this, I'd be rich. So I'll try to actually settle the debate on when recession and how hard will it be? Because the answers to these two questions are very important for asset allocation in 2023. To do that, we will refresh five forward leading indicators within my macro framework and assess their diagnosis for when and how hard the next recession will hit, and then present our conclusions and discuss the principles for asset allocation going into 2023. First of all, before talking about forward leading indicators calling for a recession, shall we talk about what characterizes a recession in the first place? many refer to two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth as the main signal for a recession. I disagree. I instead agree with the U.S. National Bureau of Economic Research, which looks at a wide array of real economic activity and precisely the following indicators. Real personal income and expenditures, employment, inflation-adjusted retail sales, and industrial production or corporate profits in general. Now, in other words, it looks at consumers, the labor market and corporate activity, and I agree with this broader assessment of a recession. Now, today, the labor market, real consumer spending and earnings have materially slowed down in the last few months, but we are not in a recession yet. There are no widespread job losses. There is no materially negative earnings per share growth yet. The direction of travel, though, is definitely negative. So. When are we going to see a real recession involving job losses and negative earnings per share growth? And how hard will it be? Let's look at five indicators to uh, discuss uh, these two important questions. Number one, the global credit impulse. Every real recession brings with it negative earnings growth. My preliminary results by updating for October my flagship global credit impulse point to a further deterioration of the pace of real economy money creation. I will produce an article that looks and uh, dissects, actually, the global credit impulse for October, but my preliminary assessment points to further deterioration of this very important forward-looking macro indicator. The global credit impulse leads S&P 500 earnings growth by roughly 9 to 10 months. Given its rapid decline in 2022, it's now pointing to negative earnings per share growth by March 2023. Now, that generally is associated with the start of a recession. And how bad will it be? Historically, rapid declines in the global credit impulse, like the one we have experienced until now, have preceded earnings contraction in the 10 to 15% area. So this indicator is calling for a recession to start in March and to be relatively bad. The second indicator is the US Conference Board that puts together a leading index, which incorporates the top 10 statistically significant forward leading indicators for the US economy. Its track record in anticipating recession is very solid. Over the last 50 plus years, every time that this indicator printed in negative territory for two or more consecutive months, a recession was guaranteed. This trigger has been hit in August, 2022. And the median lead time for a recession is seven months, which also suggests that the recession should start around about March 2023. The indicator keeps dropping as we speak, so it's hard to estimate the magnitude of the recession. Yet, it first needs to bottom, and then we will be able to quantify it. But for the time being, also this indicator tells us the recession involving job losses, involving negative earnings growth, will start roughly in March 2023. The third indicator is the housing market. And in 2007, Edward Leamer of the University of California stated that the housing market is the business cycle. And I believe he's fundamentally right. Housing related jobs and the economic activity related to the housing market represent anywhere between 12 and 15 percent of US GDP and employment alone. It's a very important and pro-cyclical sector. Now, the housing index developed by the NAHB in America Um, it leads trends in the unemployment rate in the U.S. by 12 months. Now, the housing index is uh, really collapsing. And according to the sum rule, a recession starts when the three-month moving average of U.S. unemployment rate rises by 50 basis points above its low during the previous 12 months. In this case, the three-month moving average low over the last 12 months in the U.S. for unemployment rate was 3.6% which means unemployment rate at 4.1 4.2% would suffice according to the sum rule to be already in a recession when i look at the leading time and uh, how bad the housing index has turned this suggests that this trigger will be hit roughly by may 2023 and how bad will the recession be according to this indicator well unemployment rate is set to rise by to almost 7% by late 2023 which is roughly double where it stands today so pretty bad and starting this time in May, 2023. The fourth indicator is the Philly Fed new orders. The Philadelphia Fed survey is a very interesting soft indicator. It goes out to 125 chief executives of relative companies and hands. They tend to have a good grasp of where economic activity is headed. That's why I really like the subsection called forecast for new orders. Well, C-suits are basically asked about what they see ahead for business activity. Over the last 40 years, every time that the 12-month moving average of the Philly Fed New Order subsection dropped below 15, for two or more consecutive months, a recession always followed. The trigger was hit in September 2022 this time, and given the average lead of eight months, this suggests that the recession should start in May 2023. And how bad? Well, it's early to say as the indicator keeps dropping, but judging by how fast this index has declined already, It won't be a mild one. The fifth indicator is the guts of the market. Stanley Druckenmiller, the legendary investor, once said that the best economist he knows is the guts of the stock market. I love that quote, and I think it can be extended to the guts of Mr. Market in general. For instance, looking at the many market indicators I look at, I selected the copper to gold ratio. It does a very good job at telling us whether the real economy and copper is a bellwether for industrial activity is set to deliver an acceleration or a deceleration in growth. And if you look at the chart of copper to gold ratio against earnings per share growth in the S&P 500, the recent underperformance in copper suggests that earnings should soon flatline and head into negative territory again by March 2023. So a recession should start by then. And how bad, again, it's hard to say, but if industrial commodities underperformance would continue against precious metals, that would be a red flag. So also the yield curve, just to mention another market indicator, has been deeply inverted since April 2022 uh, across meaningful slopes. And that's another harbinger for a recession in 2023. So summarizing before we jump into the principles for portfolio allocation, Updating my macro framework and refreshing some of my leading indicators, the base case seems to be a relatively severe recession, hitting anywhere between March and May 2023. We have already recorded two quarters of negative GDP growth this year, but the upcoming economic contraction is likely to involve job losses and negative earnings growth, hence definitely fulfilling the broader criteria for a recession. So a relatively severe one hitting around March to May 2023. The question is, is it priced in? And the answer is no. The direction of travel is correct. Analysts expect earnings and GDP growth to slow. Yes. Markets have priced in a mildly wider credit spreads. That's correct. And the Fed is priced to gently cut rates by 50 basis points in the second half of 2023. So the direction of travel is correct, but the magnitude is not. If you want to get a better idea of how markets and policymakers react to a disinflationary recession, like the one that the forward leading indicators are pointing to, one of the best parallels will be 2001. Now, in 2000, the Fed hiked to 6.5%, took off excess animal spirits from the market, exactly the same path that the Fed has followed in 2022 by hiking to basically 5% and taking the excess animal spirits off from the market. In 2001, the year after 2000, job market losses and earnings contraction followed. In 2023, the same is going to happen because the economy in 2023 is going to be a reflection of the massive monetary and fiscal tightening in 2022. And in the second half of next year, I expect the Fed to really start pivoting exactly like it happened in 2001. And if you think this is the reason to belong equities, I posted a table of cross asset class performances in 2001. And yes, there were assets that finally performed positive in absolute return. Bonds were the clear winners. The dollar did well. Also investment grade corporate bonds did okay. Small cap equities also held okayish, but in general, the S&P 500 dropped another 12%. And risk assets didn't have a very good year despite the massive Fed pivot. I am preparing my long term ETF portfolios and the tactical trade idea for 2023, bearing this historical parallel in mind. Guys, this was it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, um, a quick reminder that from January the 1st, getting access to this content and much more, we will deliver at the Macro Compass will require a paid subscription. There is an exclusive offer for which you can get in and pay only eight months instead of 12. It runs for only seven more days and 86% of the available spots have already been taken. There are roughly 300 only left. There is not much time for you to take on this offer. Check out in the article, uh, there are some links to check out which subscription tier suits you the most to take advantage of the exclusive offer. If you're listening to it and you don't want to go into the article, you can also go on themacrocompass.com forward slash subscribe. Thanks, guys, and we will talk again next week.